Have you ever wondered, what's that light in the sky? <gasps> what was that sound? Why is it so cold in here? What was that click on the phone? Well, the answers are, that's a UFO. It's Bigfoot, look out. Because of a ghost. And the government is listening to you. But I'll have you find answers to a lot more questions than just these. On category, category unknown. unknown. Welcome to another episode of Category Unknown, hosted by Sparkling Joe Chamberlain. I'm Sparkling Joe Chamberlain, and this is the podcast where I play recordings of classic episodes of my radio show, which was also called Category Unknown, hosted by Sparkling Joe Chamberlain. This episode is actually the oldest one that I've played on this podcast so far. It's from all the way back on Saturday, September 22nd, 1979. Before the turn of the century, the decade. Before the turn of the decade. Well, and the century, I guess, too. But uh, the topic of this episode is robots. Those metal monsters that want to murder us and replace us as the dominant species on the planet. And things that help in industry, like with manufacturing. They're both. So anyway, this show is a good one, and I hope that you enjoy it. So let's just get right on into it. Let's press play. Hey, roll down. He went right over there. To the <laughs> it was quick. Classic guy right on the, the lip. There was blood everywhere. It was, oh, it was amazing. All right, Albert. Dark out. Hello everyone, it's Saturday night, so welcome to another episode of Category Unknown, hosted by me, Sparkling Joe Chamberlain. Tonight we're going to be talking about something that's kind of scary, but I think it's pretty cool too and interesting. That's right, we're talking about robots. Lots of robots around today, but in the real world, we got robots that build our cars. We even got robots that fly around in space. Like, we just saw them Voyager robots out there. They're looking at Jupiter right now. That's pretty neat. And even in our fantastic entertainment worlds, like on movies and TVs, we got robots. We spend our pocket money going to see them on the big screen. Like that little bleep blorp robot in that Star Wars movie that was on a couple years ago. Yeah, that guy, he was funny, but, you know, he, he couldn't really understand what he was saying. Then there was that other one that... I don't even know what to say about him. It's kind of like an Englishman. Well, anyway, tonight we have 
a very special interview that I will be doing a little bit later with Dr. Kellner from the University of Wisconsin at Prairie du Boo. Dr. Kellner is an expert on robotics and all that kind of futuristic technology we'll talk to him about. That should be pretty good. And then we'll take a few calls with the doctor and then maybe finish off the night with some open lines about robots. If you have anything that you want to say or any questions that we might be able to answer, you might want to leave the questions to the doctor because I don't know much about robots except that they're kind of neat sometimes and scary. But before we get into all that, let's take ourselves a first little quick commercial break of the night. We'll be right back. Get yourself some Winkler's gum. It's a chewy that's super fun. Whether you're on the road or sitting in the sun. Fill that bug-shaped hole with some Winkler's gum. Winkler's gum! Break a breaker, everyone. This here's Magic Stand. Telling you that whether you're driving a bulldog, a bullfrog, or a Buster Brown, you better come on down to CB Center, your one-stop and done CB Radio Warehouse. Whatever you need, we'll be sure to save you some real green stamps. So make your way on down to Old Center Road, just past Route 18, and pull your rig on in where you see the big old orange gorilla on the side. CB Center, that's a big 10-4. All right, everyone, welcome back from that break. And I have on the line right now with us Dr. Kellner from the University of Wisconsin at Prairie de Boo, who is an expert on the robotics and all kinds of other futuristic technologies. Is that right, Doctor? Well, I mostly focus on robotics, but I do have a lot of knowledge of the related technologies, yes. All right, that's great to hear. Because we're going to have some callers in a little bit. Okay. But before we get into the caller segment, I have I do have a few questions for you that I'd like to ask. Okay. We'll have a little discussion. Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. So um, my first question, let's just let's start off simple for the audience. Sure. What exactly is a robot? Well, a robot is basically just a machine that is capable of executing a specific action. It could be programmed in many ways. Uh-huh. Uh, it could be programmed elect- electronically, mostly through computers, or just mechanically designed in a way to execute that action. Now, you say execute. You don't mean as far as murdering somebody. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, well, good. But uh, now that you mentioned it, though, it technically yeah. would be possible to do that. Oh. You could program the robot in a way that it would execute yeah. the action of murdering somebody. Oh. But that's only because technically you could program a robot to do anything at all. Oh, okay. That's still kind of scary, though, that it's, I suppose. you could program a killer robot to kill somebody? Yes, technically you could, but again, because you could program a robot to do anything. Uh, okay. All right. I, I think I understand. Good. So, now, Doctor, I recently, just the other day, in fact, watched a new television program called Buck Rogers. Oh. And there was a little robot in there, and he sounded like Yosemite Sam. Oh, oh, I didn't see that one. No, it, yeah, it was okay, but then he was a friendly robot, but yeah, that's he, uh, he kind of reminded me of the robots on Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I did see that one. Yeah, and they that was a good one, but yeah. the robots in there, they were called Cylons, uh-huh. and uh, they... And they and they were hunting the people and the 
Yeah. They were killer robots too. Yeah. So I, I guess life really does imitate art. Well, I suppose so, but you know the interesting thing about you you seem scared of robots. No, well, maybe a little. Okay, well, I don't want to I don't want to add to that. But okay. Or uh, in related to robots, there's something very interesting that happened earlier this year. Oh yeah. It's, it's tragic. It's a horrible tragedy, but it oh. was pretty interesting in the field of robotics. Oh okay. Well, a horrible, an interesting, horrible tragedy. What was it? Well, the tragedy of it is a man died. Oh. The interesting part was it was the first known human to be killed by a robot. Oh. Yes, it was a man named Robert Williams. Wait. Yes. Robin Williams was killed by a robot? No. When did no, this happen? I don't remember. Ro- not Robin Williams. Oh. Robert Williams. Oh, Robert Williams. He was a man who worked for the Ford car company, the car company Ford. Yes. In their plant, and he was killed by a robot. And it's the first time that we know of that a human was killed by a robot. Oh. Yes. Well, how did, well, how did the robot do it? Did it poison him or no. stab him? No, no, no. It's nothing like that. Oh, okay. Well, how did it happen? Well, well, it struck him in the head and he died. It was an accident. Well, was it, were there witnesses, or did they just take the robot's word for it? Well, um, this this type of robot is not really capable of speaking. Oh, they didn't give it a mouth. No, no, it's not an intelligent robot. Oh. It's just a programmed machine. It was moving, and it he happened to be in the way, and it hit him and killed him. So it was just like an accident? Yes, that's what I thought. It was, a, it was an industrial accident. Okay, all right. Now, Doctor, uh-huh. the reason I decided to do this show about robots yeah. and to contact you was because a couple weeks ago, I was at my nephew's school. I okay. went there to give a speech to his class about how it is to work in the radio. But it, it was speech day, and I was hanging around afterwards, and this big robot was there, Yeah. and he's, he was talking to the kids about eating food right and eating vegetables and getting your yeah. uh, nutrition, and his name was Neutro. And he was a smart robot. He could talk and everything. I saw him. Well, yeah. Well, well what I'm wondering is, why would this robot have to eat food? Well, he wouldn't have to. A robot wouldn't have to eat food. But, okay. Uh, would the kids have to eat food? And maybe it's just an educational tool. This robot is being used to do something. Yeah. Is which is to teach kids how to eat right. Probably. This, is, this makes all sense now. It makes all sense. Yeah. Well, uh, this robot looked like a space Dracula with a big clam for a head, and what? I don't. So I don't know what I thought he was doing. Oh, okay. Now, Dr. Kellner, I got one more question for you, and then okay. we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back with uh, callers, okay? Okay. All right, so if we could make a robot that looks so much like a person that we couldn't tell it wasn't a person, would that be a person? No. Uh, okay. All right. Let's uh, let's go to a break now, and we'll be right back with calls for Dr. Kellner, so get to that phone. The number is uh, 414 You have any questions for Dr. Kellner or you want to know something about robots? Give us a call. We'll be right back.
This week at Finds, we just got in some new Magnavox Magnavision Disco Vision video disc players. This is the amazing new technology that uses lasers to play big shiny movie records. You may have seen it on the news. Pick one up for $749.99 and watch your favorite movies in crystal clear disco vision quality. Just last night I used one of these bad boys to watch my favorite movie. It's called Ape. It's about a giant ape that isn't King Kong, but he crashes stuff up and fights other animals. I tell you what, it looked fantastic on my Sony KP5000 big screen television. We got those in stock too, so stop on in and grab one and turn your living room into a movie theater. This week at Fines, great deals as always. This is Razor from Straight Razor Records, uh, 1731 West Center Way. Uh, new stuff in this week, we got the new Beltmouth LP, it's called Fallbound Backwards. Uh, the new Piss Ants 45 is in, it's called Garbage Strike. Uh, the new Garbage Strike 45 is in too, it's called Moose Salesman, but it sucks. Uh, next week we'll probably have some more copies of Gary Wayne Gacy's new LP, Sex Can. But I want to hear your little pricks crying if they don't come in, okay? Uh, that's it from Straight Razor Records. All right, welcome back, everyone. We are going to get into the calls now. We got some callers on the line. If you have other questions, uh, we still got a couple lines open, so get to the phone and dial 414-5-3. If you got questions for Dr. Eugene Kellner from the University of Wisconsin at Prairie de Bois. Bois, I think it's Bois. B-O-U-E. So... Uh, you got questions for the doctor. Give us a call. All right, doctor. We got a caller on the line right now. All right. All right, caller. You got a question for the doctor? Hello. Hello? Hello. I want to ask the doctor a question about the robot. Okay. All right, go ahead. I'll see if I can answer it. If I build a robot with giant claw, how much force would it need to crush human skull? Um, that's not... Robotics question in particular, but I would say maybe uh, 1,200 pounds a square inch probably would do it. Won't be more than enough. Now, Doctor, my question would be, if the robot has a giant claw, the claw, I understand, probably could crush things, but a claw would be more for, like, gripping and tearing, right? Oh, I would say. Not the claw, but maybe what you you say, uh, vice, big vice, crushing vice. Okay. Yeah, a uh, vice would do it. The vice would be more practical than a claw. All right, so a vice, use a vice, not a claw. Uh-huh. 1,200 pounds per square inch, that should do it. That should crush a skull. Yeah, to the best of my estimation. Okay. All right, caller, I hope that helped you out. Uh, let's go to the next caller. You got a question for the doctor? Yeah, hi, do you think, you think well, someday they're going to have these robots that look like ladies? Well, oh. lady robots. Well... I know that they're working on robots that look like people, but they're not oh. too far advanced. It's going to be quite a while before we have robots that look like ladies. Okay. Oh. Oh, yeah. well. Bye. Oh, well, bye. Goodbye. Uh, sorry, to, sorry to disappoint you. Yes. Okay, all right. So, Doctor, how do you feel about yep. taking a couple more calls? Sure, let's do it. All right, great. Okay, let's go to the next caller. Hi, caller. Uh, you got a question for the doctor? 
doctor, please expound on the ideas of bionics and how to enhance the human body with robotics. Well, doctor, that's that's a good question about like the $6 million man or the bionic woman? No, that's a very good question. Um, there are many ways that we are working on this. We are working oh. on the, the combination of artificial limbs, mm. possibly, to replace amputated limbs of some nature. Yeah. We are also working on the idea of creating artificial organs, Ooh. such as a heart or lungs. Oh, yeah. What about um, something a little down south? Oh. Uh, See. You're referring to your genitals? Oh, not my particular genitals, but genitals in general. Genitals in general? Yes. I understand you could have some sort of uh, device yep. that would replace your genitals. Appear. Uh, yeah, it's a possibility. But, but, but that also includes just significantly increasing the number of genitals on your body. Oh, uh, um, uh, I guess so. If you can attach one, you could attach more and... He's if you could attach one in addition to your natural genitals, I guess the possibilities are endless. He's not there anymore, Doctor. I cut him off. Oh. We get callers sometimes that are focused on things like that. Well, actually, I find that was a pretty interesting question. Really? Uh, yes, sometimes, um, you know, you are asked questions and they get you thinking about ideas that you have that you might not have ever knew you had before. Such as multiple sets of bionic genitals? Okay, well, all right, well, let's go on to the next caller then, doctor. Uh, next caller, you have a question for the doctor? No. Oh. I have a question for you, Joe. Okay. Do you recognize my voice? Do you know who I am? Um, not in particular, no. Uh, I would expect nothing less of you, Joe. What, what is this about? This is Clarence. Clarence? Yes. What are you calling me on the show for? Is this because I missed last week? Three weeks. You've missed three yeah. weeks. Yeah, I missed three weeks. Big deal. What's the what? big deal? Campaigns are designed very carefully for the number of characters that I allow in them. What? I missed three weeks. I'll be back next week, I promise, okay? Oh, well, okay. Okay. But this is your last warning. What? I am the Dungeon Master. I have yeah. final say in these matters. You know what? On second thought, you can just you can just kill my character off. I'm, I think I'm done. What? Whoa. I no. never liked that we were playing advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Anyways, I'd rather play original Dungeons and Dragons. But you're the only thief in the party. Yeah. So How will the party get through the dungeon? I don't care. The thief has to steal the dagger of Kashar. Uh, you know, no. forget it. That's okay. What? They can steal it some other way. Hello, Joe. If I can ask a question here. Yeah. What is this dagger of Kashar? No, uh, the, the dagger, dagger of, of the, Yeah, the, the dagger of Kashar is something. But the, but what does it do? It is the only weapon that can defeat and kill the wraith of Nakala. Yeah, oh. the wraith of Nakala. It's it's something from a game. No, I understand. I mean, I I'm a professor at a university uh, yeah. who studies robotics. I think I know a thing or two about advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I'm I just sure. never heard of this dagger of Nakala. Oh. Oh, Clarence, shut up. It's something he I made up. I am the dungeon master. You do not tell me to shut no, up. No, you might be the dungeon master oh, when we're playing, what? but this is my show. I'm the dungeon master here. Okay. Yes. I understand. I apologize. Okay. This. I'm sorry I told you to shut up. 
And I'm sorry I missed three weeks. I'll be there next week, okay. I promise, okay? Okay. All right. I'll see you then. All right. I'll see you, Clarence. All right. Um, Sorry about that, Doctor. That was just a friend of mine. Oh, that's quite um, all right. But you know, that that got me thinking about something, Doctor. Um, oh. Do you think in the future we'll have robots that are friends with us? Sure. Why oh. not? I, I, uh, it's, I don't see why not. Cool. I mean, I'm, my expertise is the mechanical nature of the robots, not uh-huh. the artificial intelligence, but once the artificial intelligence gets up there about, about animals, we could have robot pets. We could have... Like a pet rock? No, like a robot pet. Like a robot dog? Yeah, if we wanted to make it look like a dog, it would look like a dog. Yeah? But it could be anything, like it would just have the mentality of an animal, and you could train it, whatnot. What, what would happen if we got that mentality up to be like a person? That's very probably going to happen in the in the distant future, at the very least. Oh. But um, if the men, if the mental capacities, intelligence, whatnot of a robot got to be the point of equal to a human, or yeah. even more so, yeah. we would have to ask some serious questions about it. Okay, so what if we made a robot that looked like a person and yes. also had the same intelligence level of a person? Would that robot be a person? No. It would be a robot, not oh. a person. A robot. All right. All right, well, Dr. Kellner, Eugene Kellner of the University of Wisconsin at Prairie du Bois. B-O-U-E. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you, doctor. And we'll be taking another break right now and coming back with open lines. So we're going to try to keep the topic going on robots so give us a call at 414 we'll get to those open lines when we get back from this break we'll be right back the corporal neil schmidt's memorial shopping plaza announces the opening of the danceteria Featuring a full-size roller disco rink, a three-tier dance floor, and weekly boogie-down competitions, sponsored by LaChandra's Fine Clothing. Hi, this is Danny LaChandra. Come on down to LaChandra's Fine Clothing in the Corporal Neil Smith Memorial Shopping Plaza, and we'll get you all decked out in some fancy new duds, just like all the best disco stars of Paris. And then you can head on over to the danceteria and show off your duds and style as you compete in the Boogie Down competition. First prize is a $100 gift certificate to LaShondra's Fine Clothing. So next Friday, make sure you're at the Corporal Neil Schmidt's Memorial Shopping Plaza for the grand opening of the Danceteria. I'm Carl from Carl's Cars. I'm announcing that this week, Carl's Cars at 1800 Center Avenue is closed. We had a small fire and we are repairing the building. We won't be open till next Monday. So this week, don't come on down to Carl's Cars at 1800 Center Avenue. We're closed.
word you meant to me But standing here now alone For eternity There's nothing left for me to do But stare at this deep dark sea Footsteps in the snow Footsteps in the snow Walking away from me Your footsteps in the snow Alright everyone, welcome back. And boy, I tell you what, I love that song. That's I had to let that one play out. That's a new one from Beef Roast, Footsteps in the Snow. That one is gonna be a classic, I tell you that. But okay, let's let's get on into these open lines. And we're talking about robots and we got a caller here. Hello caller, what's your name? Timmy. Your name is Timmy? Timothy. Your name is Timmy Kennedy. How old are you, Timmy Kennedy? Three hundred and years? That sounds like a pretty old kid. Yeah. Um, so are your parents there? Or why did you call my show, Timmy Kennedy? Do you have anything to add to this discussion? I'm from outer space. You're from outer space? Oh, yeah. Well, that's pretty impressive. So, Timmy Kennedy from outer space, uh, what reason do you have to be calling here tonight? I'm a midget. So you're like a tiny alien? I'm just a plain old midget. You're just a plain old one. But but you come from outer space? Oh, yeah. Where in outer space do you come from? The depths of outer space. Just, just the depths of outer space? No planet or nothing? So, well, how did you get here to this planet Earth? I got a flight in a spaceship and got there. A, s- a spaceship? Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So where where is your spaceship right now? I parked it right in the street with the other spaceship. You, you parked it in the street with the other spaceship? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Timmy. I think you're mistaken. Those aren't spaceships. Those are just cars. Those are just that's what we use here on Earth to to get around. So, but what made you come here, anyways? Because my dad called me a bald freak. Your dad? Your dad called you a bald freak? Well, that's not nice. I get. Because hmm? my dad called me a bald-headed midget freak. Oh, he called you a bald-headed midget freak? That's terrible. I like being a midget. Well, that's great, man. You got a positive self-image. You're 300 years old. You're old enough to get out there and do your own thing, build your own life. You got you got any dreams? Anything you want to do? I want to be tattooed. The bread, the bread. You want you want to be tattoo? I'm, well, I'm sorry, but we already have a perfectly good tattoo on this planet, Mr. Herve Villachez, friend of the show, and I I don't know I think he's he's all we need right now. He's he's perfect in that role. I mean I love him on Fantasy Island, don't you? Yeah. I, I mean I'm sorry I'm sorry to wreck your dreams if I've wrecked them, but you you can you're you got time. 
you're only 300. There's a lot you could do still out here on Earth. So stick with it. But, you know, this episode we're talking about robots. So you got anything you want to say about that? I'm a robot. Wait, wait a minute. So now you're a robot too? So you're a 300-year-old bald-headed robot from the depths of outer space? Oh, yeah. Really? The depths of space robot that dies in metal and metal and metal hair. So you got metal eyes and metal hair? painted me metal. And, well, you were, well, I mean, I guess being painted metal makes sense. You're my a robot. My mom was a robot. She died in, the, in my building. Your mom was a robot? Your mom died in your building where the gold spaceships were? Yeah. Man, you sure have an interesting life story. You know, I'd like to do a full interview with you on a show at another time. So what I'm going to do is we have to go now, but I'm going to have my producer stay on the line, and he's going to get all the information so we know uh, where to contact you. I'm from the Robot Depths of Outer Space. Yeah, you're from the Robot Depths of Outer Space, but you will have to have a phone number so that we can contact you um Timmy Kimothy. Of course, Timmy Kimothy, the little bald robot from the depths of outer space. Uh, goodbye. Hopefully, we'll talk to you some other time. But right now, we gotta head off to a commercial break. So, we'll be right back, everyone. Playing this week at the Broadway Cinema on Center Street. Harlan Mann is a tough-as-nails cop on the mean streets of Philly. Hey, he just took my purse. Freeze, you scumbag. Pudgy Wilcox is an overweight hustler, always looking for a score. No, man, I swear, that's a real Rolex. All right, Pudgy, put your hands up. Oh, man, why you fuzz always gotta hassle me? But when Pudgy is the only witness to a mob hit... I swear, I didn't tell him anything, I swear! Oh, my God! He just shot that guy. He's gonna need protection from the man. He's a lowlife, Chief. What do I care if they knock him up? I hope he winds up as iced as those donuts he's constantly shoving down his cram hole. Because he's the only one who can link Marco Cagliardi to the murder. If he gets killed, Cagliardi walks. Hey, baby. Want some He's not buying any toots. Come on, you dirtbag. Oh, man. Wait. We're staying here? I know it ain't the Ritz. But I'm sure it's a step up from the piss puddles you usually sleep in. Can I get room service? Get in there. Oh, man. I don't care who they got protected him. I want him toes up by tomorrow, or I'll put you right on the slab next to him. Keep your head down, you idiot. Oh, man. You can still make it out alive, man. Just turn him over and we'll let you walk. What do you think, Pudgy? Sounds like a good deal to me. Are you serious? No? Alright, I guess we'll just have to do this one the hard Oh, way. man! Markle and Joe Chamberlain and Franklin Dreyer are Pudgy and the Man. Rated R. everyone welcome back and we got one more segment to go with open lines 
Our topic tonight, of course, is robots. So, you got any stories or questions you want to tell? Now's your time to get them in. We still got a couple open lines, so give us a call at 414 And, okay, let's get right into it with the next caller. Hello, caller. Uh, what's your name? Timothy. Wait, wait, is this is this Timmy Kennedy, the the depths of space robot who just called in? Oh yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Timmy Kennedy. I mean, I know I said I wanted to talk to you again, but I didn't mean like right away. I meant we would try to set up an arrangement. But I guess if you got, do you got something to add now that you just thought of or something? I got a new body. That means I'm a depth robot. You got a new body, and and you're the what? The depth robot. The depth robot football player? Okay, well, you think I'm going to believe that one, that you're a football player? Come on now. I mean, everyone knows they don't even have football on other planets. So so I know you're lying about that. And you shouldn't. You shouldn't embarrass yourself like that. I mean, it's impressive enough being a robot from outer space, but you got to lie about being a football player too? Shame on you. All right, let's move on now. We got uh, we got another caller here on the line. Caller, uh, what's your name and what do you got for us? About robots, I mean, that's the topic tonight, robots. Hi, Joe. My name's Larry. Hi, Larry. I got a, uh, a question for you about robots, so. Okay. Could a bullet go through a robot? A bullet? Like from a gun? Yeah, if I shot a robot, would the bullet go through it? Would it hurt it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it depends on what kind of bullet you got. If um, it's some sort of bullet that could go through metal or whatever else they might make a robot out of. What do they make them, uh, robots out of? Oh. It's just metal, right? Just metal and oil? Yeah, I guess. Maybe some plastic? Yeah. A bullet could go through plastic. Yeah, a bullet could probably go through some plastic. And so I just need a bullet that would go through metal and I could shoot a robot. Yeah, I suppose so. Okay. Do you know where they sell bullets no. that could go through metal? No, I... And, um... Are they, how much do they cost? I don't know. I don't really know oh. where you could get them or how much they, what, what is this about? I mean, you're not really going to shoot uh, at a robot, are you? If I could find a bullet that would go through metal, I could go back down to the plant and get my job back. Oh. Oh, they, oh, they replaced your job with a robot? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, you uh, know, you're not going to get your job back just by shooting the robot. No. No, I mean, they'll, they'll probably just wind up arresting you and oh. charging you with c- criminal damage or something. Oh. I mean, those robots are expensive. If you damage it, they're not just going to give you your job back. Oh. Yeah. Can I have a job down there at the station? Well, um, I don't know. We don't, we're not really hiring at the moment. Oh. You got any sort of qualifications or anything for working on the radio? Um, do, you ever, do you ever need any uh, candlids cut out of sheet metal? Um, can cantalids cut out of sheet metal? Yeah. Uh, not in not in particular, uh, down here at the station. Oh. No, we don't. Sorry. Uh, uh that's okay. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Joe. Okay. Well, good luck finding a new job. I mean, sorry about that. I guess that's one of the dangers of robots in our society today. They're gonna start taking jobs more and more. I mean, when a robot can talk, they might be doing my job. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I never even thought of that. I should ask the doctor about that. 
okay, well, well, I got this job. I think I'll stick to it. Then go to the next caller. Hello, caller. How you doing? Hi, Joe. I just saw that movie that they're advertising for the Broadway cinema. You just played the commercial for it? Oh, uh, well, I don't really hear the commercials. We play them off oh. the tapes, but I don't really... I take a break during the commercials to get a drink and stuff. I don't really hear it. Oh, but I just found a movie. It's called Pudgy and the Man. Wait, did you just say Pudgy and the Man? Yeah, I just saw it the other day. It's pretty cool. And I was just going to wait. Wait, wait. Where, where did you see it? At the Broadway Cinema on Center Street. I just saw it. You just showed a commercial for wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. They're showing Pudgy and the Man at the Broadway Cinema? Yeah. I just saw it. It's a really good movie. But I just, I just wanted to know, is that you in the movie? Was that you as Pudgy? Yeah, that was me. Wow, that was so cool. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a great movie. You know, you were so funny. and no. you, um, you. See, that movie was never supposed to be released. They, what? They told me it was never going to be released. Why not? No. Well, I didn't like it, so no? I sued the producers. Yeah, I was, I was a little bit overweight at the time, and... I thought the producers took advantage of that and and portrayed me in a negative light oh, and made me look bad. I thought it was a great movie. Well, all right, I'm glad you liked it. Okay. I, I, I guess, but but you know, for me, it was embarrassing. I felt what? really bad. I know it was released in like Bulgaria or somewhere, but Bulgaria? I don't really, I don't know anything about that. Um, but in the United States here, they weren't supposed to ever show it. Oh, oh, that's too bad because I thought it was great. Hey, oh. could you could you say it? Say what? The line. Say the line. The, oh, you mean the catchphrase from the movie? Yeah. Yeah, say it. Can you say it, please? Please? Okay, well. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that was great. Thanks, Joe. Oh, you're welcome. Right, I'm going to go see that movie again tomorrow. <laughs> okay, well, have fun. Bye. Bye. Well, that was some surprising news. I guess I'm going to have to start listening to those commercials so I know what's going on, but i got to call my agent, too. Am I, am I going to get paid There's now that they're showing the movie? I should at least get paid, right? Well, all right. All right, everyone, I guess that's it for tonight. Um, I'll talk to you next week on Category Unknown, hosted by Sparkle and Joe Chamberlain. Good night. Well, how'd you like that episode from all the way back in 1979? Man, all that long time ago. God, I miss the 70s. You know, a lot of people poo-poo the 70s, but I think they were the best. We had great music, some good food. Well, I guess we got good food now, too. But but the best movies came out, like Jaws and Close Encounters, Billy Jack. TV was good. You know, with Sanford and Son and Love Boat and stuff. And, you know... I always liked that Battle of the Network Stars. I wish they'd bring that back. I always wanted to be on that. But I was never a network star. Not ever. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I was doing. 
I was performing music all around the country and the world, getting a lot of ladies and doing a lot, a lot of the, um, the other things that people used to do in the 70s that I don't really do anymore. And uh, kids, you shouldn't do them if you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're doing just fine. But yeah, the 70s, you know, most importantly, the 1970s was still before Ronald Reagan screwed everything up. Anyways, I thought this was a pretty good episode. I know it alleviated a lot of my fears about robots. I was sure that by the year 1990, robots were going to have taken over. We're going to take all the jobs away, especially, you know, radio hosts. But it, it didn't really happen. I mean... It kind of happened because radio hosts now are just like soulless shells like they are kind of robots for big giant corporate radio stations. But, you know, they're still, I guess, flesh and blood people at the very least. So that's pretty good, at least. But, you know, robots have really taken over shopping. Like I went shopping and now there's a robot that I ring stuff up with. And I don't even need a person there. And... But you know, I kind of, I actually kind of like that. It's, I kind of feel bad, but I like it because I don't, I don't like talking to people, especially if they recognize me from movies and stuff. Cause I, I made a lot of movies in my time, and most of them were probably pretty embarrassing. But this one from this one, Pudgy and the Man, that one was up there. That one was towards the top of the list as far as being embarrassing. I know I was pretty upset about that one at the time. I I don't know if you can get it on DVD or Blu-ray or nothing. I sure hope not. I know <clears throat> I know. one time I had a, a bootleg Korean Laserdisc of it. And they changed the name to Fat Man Loves Gun Man or something. But I don't think it was ever released in the U.S. in any form. Of home video at least. Anyway, I, so I think that was a pretty good episode. And I hope you enjoyed it too. And I think I'm just going to call it a night. And I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Category Unknown. Hosted by Sparkle and Joe Chamberlain. Good night. I like saying good night, but this is a podcast. So you could be listening to it at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And that sounds weird if I say good night. So I'm just going to say so long. Goodbye. No, no. So long is better. So long. So long. Yeah, that's good. Oh, this is Murph Kowalski. You probably know me better as rock and roll star Beef Roast. I'm here to tell you that this episode of Category Unknown, hosted by my good friend Sparkle and Joe Chamberlain, was written performed, recorded, edited, and then produced by Timmy K. Cramp. The original music was by Timmy K. Cramp, with other music from the YouTube audio library, and some discourage band sample stuff too. Special appearance by Timmy K. Cramp, age three. This show is copyright 2017 by Timmy K. Cramp. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night.